0: Hey, this is Coach A.A. and welcome to the 11th July edition. For today, the three posts I want to talk about, well, one's about your comfort zone and dieting. As always, I have three quotes. And finally, I just have a few questions that I'm not entirely sure are rhetorical or not but i feel just letting them swirl in our heads might be useful so let's get started and see how this goes the first one is titled failing a diet is your comfort zone something many of us might be familiar with going on a diet right if you have never been on a diet you are the exception does this sound familiar to you you went on a diet in january you ended up losing six kilos let's say woo brilliant and then the last six months uh you've put on those six kilos you've been thinking It's time to go on a diet again. And let's rewind a little bit more. Looks like you went on a diet January 2020 as well. Oh, and you lost 8 kilos then. Brilliant, right? But how much of those 8 kilos did you put on over the rest of 2020? For many of you, unfortunately, it's probably all of it. And maybe even a bit more. And maybe you tried going on a diet towards the second half of 2020 as well, but just mentally draining, things didn't go out too well. I understand. I've been there, and more relevant than me having been there, I've seen a lot of my students go through this, And I think I know why some navigate out of it and some do not. The thing to understand is we are all just pattern machines. You might think that you are spontaneous. You react to every situation differently. But just like Many computer programs, if this is the input, that is the output, is what we all are. And the more we understand our patterns and our triggers, the better outcomes we can expect. If you look at most uh, habit books, they talk about it very similarly as well you want to remove part of the pattern in between and replace it with something else. You're feeling anxious. Instead of reaching for a cookie, replace it with going on a walk. Sounds brutally simple, but as soon as you hear it, you're starting to evaluate a cookie versus a walk. Come on. Anyway, back to topic so we all want to lose weight and diets are the only way to lose weight right well I think this applies even if you're trying to put on weight because the diet is just a way of eating you are trying to do something that is abnormal to usual And you're trying to see if doing this abnormal behavior will get you to where you want to be. So, today diets are very common in how we all talk. It's accepted when you are a friend of yours is on a diet, when you are not going to eat sugar, when you're sweating off of whatever you're sweating off of. And not just that, there are 20 odd people around you with their own specialist advice as to what temperature the lemon water needs to be, what time you wake up, what foot you stand on, and all of it. And honestly, you don't like going on a diet, but like many facts of life, you've reconciled with the fact that diets are necessary. Well, except, that's not a fact. It's just that you're used to it. However difficult or inane or stupid a diet is, you're used to it. Because you know exactly what happens in a diet. Now, the actual diet might change. You might be, carbs might be the enemy this year, gluten might be the enemy next time around, FODMAPs or keto, whatever, right? But there's a pattern here. You're unhappy with your body, your weight, your waist, how you feel, how it dress fits, or whatever. So you decide to go on a diet because this one time, long, long ago, you did a diet and you got into pretty darn good shape. You happily ignore the fact that it was unsustainable. You wanted to punch everyone and everything in the face over the course of those few weeks or months. You've also forgotten that you put on most of it because you couldn't keep up with it. And you've also done this multiple times. This process of you going on a diet, losing some weight, feeling sort of good and then stopping the diet because it's obviously not sustainable and slowly putting the weight back on is actually familiar territory. You've been there. You know exactly how it plays out. It is your comfort zone. As much as you might bitch and whine and moan about how it sucks to be on a diet, you're actually on familiar ground because you've covered this ground multiple times. To fool yourself, you just change the specifics of the diet. But are you really fooling yourself? Well, maybe. Hence this post. Now, the long-term way is having better habits, is having whatever is sustainable for you. That person over there eating salads is not eating salads to be on a diet, but maybe they genuinely enjoy eating a salad. Maybe they've worked on finding fresh ingredients that makes their salad great. And maybe they worked on figuring out what a delicious salad is. And I use salads just so the point is obvious. You don't have to keep eating salads to be in good shape, okay? Just makes it simpler to talk about salads. So it essentially is about having a healthier relationship with food. The person who walks up the stairs rather than take the elevator, it's just a way of living rather than I need to get 10,000 steps. The 10,000 steps, well, it's a short-term goal, an approach, but it eventually needs to be a way of life where you don't worry about the 10,000 steps, but you walk up the stairs because you walk up the stairs. Same way. You eat vegetables because you eat vegetables. How do you contextualize this? That's the hard part. Because while I can tell you to eat more vegetables, drink more water, get more activity, you need to figure out the specifics of it. Maybe for you, it is just better grocery shopping or better meal planning. Maybe you need to snack better. Or maybe you need to stop snacking, maybe you need to lift weights, maybe you need to run more, or learn to cook, or a bunch of things that are uniquely applicable to you and your context. You need to figure that solution. That is why you prefer to resort to a diet. Because that's hard. Figuring things out for yourself is hard. That's not your comfort zone. You're too busy with work. You're too busy with life. You got so many things to process, to take care of. You just simply cannot waste your time doing this. So you want a do this. And that's what diets are. Do this. But the problem is timeline. Unless we come up with a do this for a really, really long time, one that doesn't make us miserable, it's hard. This requires a process of introspection, analysis, trial and error, seeing what works, tweaking, iterating, and building on it day after day. And so you refuse to get out of your comfort zone. Why? oh, man, I've put on six kilos. The point is to lose it right now and not do this figuring bit out. Once again, think about it. If you had lost a kilo a year for the last 10 years, wouldn't you be in much better shape? Or put on half a kilo of muscle every year for the last 10 years. That's five more kilos of muscle but nobody wants to hear stuff like that. You cannot keep doing the same thing over and over and over and expect a different outcome. Once again, last time I went on keto, this time I'm doing a paleo, does not qualify. I'm talking about this pattern of unsustainable behavior that you go through. You lose weight, you feel happy, you hate the strictness and unsustainable nature, you put on weight, you moan about it, and then you do it again and again. Instead, get out of your comfort zone. Think long term. Stop trying to lose weight over the next two months or whatever short timeline. At least think in terms of six months, if not a year. Try to apply one thing at a time. And listen, if you're going to persist and do a diet, that's fine. But learn from it. See what tool in that diet worked for you. It's okay if you drop a majority of it, but there's one behavior in there that you can learn. As you already know, getting out of your comfort zone is magic. So let's do that. All right, that's that post. Let's get to the three quotes for today. The first one is from the book Mastery by George Leonard. Here's the quote. For a master, the rewards gained along the way are fine, but they are not the main reason for the journey. Ultimately, the master and the master's path are one. And if the traveler is fortunate, that is, if the path is complex and profound enough, the destination is two miles farther away for every mile he or she travels. Isn't that just a wonderful way to look at a journey? building on my previous post, right? Like we're thinking, I'm going to diet, I'm going to do this for eight weeks and be done with it. Whereas, figuring it out for yourself makes things more complex, makes things longer. But as you figure it out, things just start falling into place as well. this mindset of to look at oneself as fortunate when the destination keeps moving further away, yeah, just brilliant how he phrases it. Because we keep growing, we keep learning, and we will never run out of problems to solve or questions to answer. We just move on to more complex problems. And the only way is to embrace that fact. The second quote comes from this book called The Power of Myth, which is essentially a conversation between two people. Joseph Campbell, the guy who wrote The Hero with a Thousand Faces and Hero's Journey and all that, talks about a bunch of interesting things. And well, here's one The way to find out about your happiness is to keep your mind on those moments when you feel most happy, when you really are happy, not excited, not just thrilled, but deeply happy. This requires a little bit of self-analysis. What is it that makes you happy? Stay with it, no matter what people tell you. This is what I call following your bliss. But how does mythology you about what makes you happy. It won't tell you what makes you happy, but it will tell you what happens when you begin to follow your happiness, what the obstacles are that you're going to run into, end quote. So you can figure out what drains you and what energizes you and see which days are Following which patterns, which activities you want to do more of, do less of. It's a very useful thing, but again, it comes down from, say, something like a time log and some introspection. And the thing is, it is difficult, right? Doing things this way is not the easy way. Things just don't magically click into place. When you are on this path, whatever this path is, there will be difficulties you face. As I mentioned, the problems get more complex. And this is where all these myths come into play, right? Defeating monsters, slaying dragons, whatever you need to do to eventually rescue the prince or the princess. That's the same thing we all have to go through. We keep going through trials, And these myths can tell us how to come out of these trials. That's what I think Joseph Campbell is talking about. All right, the final one. And warning, this is a slap in the face, as is the entire book, The War of Art, by Stephen Pressfield. Here's the quote. Rationalization is resistance's right-hand man. Its job is to keep us from feeling the shame we would if we truly faced what cowards we are for not doing our work," end quote. Resistance, with a capital R, is what Pressfield coins as, uh, you know, that internal objection or Malaise that sets in or, you know, whatever prevents you from doing what you should be doing. And it comes in hundreds of forms. And in this he talks about how rationalization or, you know, how you tell yourself that this is okay and that's okay, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to read this quote again for you. Rationalization is resistance's right-hand man. Its job is to keep us from feeling the shame we would if we truly faced what cowards we are for not doing our work, End quote. Now, if that's not a slap in the face, I don't know what is. And there are days when I do this to myself, obviously, but there are also days when I do this and I catch myself doing it. And the simplest way Get out of that is to slap myself in the face. So I pick up this book, I read it when I recognize me going into this pattern, and it helps me just have a slightly better day. You know, you don't feel like lifting weights today? Oh, it's okay, buddy. You lifted so well yesterday. You deserve this break. Feel like eating cake? Of course, you should. It's a Sunday and you haven't had cake. All week. You truly deserve it. These are all rationalizations that go into my head and yours. I need to go lift weights after this, but oh, it's going to get warm. Oh, do I have the right bells? Oh, my calluses. Shut up. There are days to chill and rest. But most days aren't that. Most days you just shut up and do the work. Your feelings have no role to play. And if you start to let your mind rationalize, you've already lost. On to the last piece for today. Why do you? Why do you weigh yourself after a night of pizza and beer? And what do you expect the weigh scale to say in the morning? Why do you feel disappointed if that number is higher? If that number is lower, would you go on a pizza and beer diet? What does it do to the memory of the previous evening? What does it do to all the other things that happened the previous evening? And you know, why do you choose to keep dieting when you know it doesn't work? or when it doesn't make you feel good? Why do you not take the time to understand what you need to do? Why do you persist in trying to make something out of you so that other people will like you more? As Bruce Lee says, you're not in this world to live up to my expectations and I'm not in this world to live up to your expectations why do you think being fit or thin or skinny or strong or bulkier or whatever will make you happier why do you think they'll make you look better in someone else's eyes why do you think that matters As a friend of mine told me a while back, why aren't you being your best friend? Why aren't you more accepting of what you are? And if you aren't either of doing either of those things, how do you think it will matter whether others are doing so or not? Think about it. And on that note, done with this week's edition. Thank you for listening. I truly appreciate it. If you have any thoughts or feedback, I would love to hear from you. You have a great day. I'll see you here next week. This is Coach AA signing off. Bye.